Welcome to Pulse of the Caribbean Caribbean News Roundup. Here's a look at some of our Caribbean headlines for today. Jamaican-American woman among U.S. Supreme Court nominees. U.S. Virgin Islands Senate supports bill refinancing government debt to fund government employees' retirement system. Rule change can make U.S. Virgin Islands vital to global supply chain. Florida Blue Cross taps Puerto Rico market. Caribbean urged to brace for La Nina weather patterns. Former Antigua Jolly Beach staff to picket Parliament. And Rihanna is pregnant with first baby. These and other stories on today's Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup for Tuesday, February 1st. We start a report today with a look at the U.S. Supreme Court nominees. U.S. President Joe Biden has announced that he will be nominating the first black woman to fill a vacancy on the Supreme Court following the retirement of U.S. Justice Stephen Breyer, who will retire later this year. Among the list of possible replacements is Deputy Assistant U.S. U.S. Attorney General Leandra Kruger, the daughter of a Jamaican immigrant. President Biden said, Our process is going to be rigorous. I will select a nominee worthy of Justice Breyer's legacy of excellence and decency. While I've been studying candidates' backgrounds and writings, I've made no decision except one. The person I will nominate will be someone with extraordinary qualifications, character, experience, and integrity. And that person will be the first black woman ever nominated to the United States Supreme Court, he added. The 45-year-old Kruger is a native of California. Her mother immigrated to the United States from Jamaica, and her late father was an American Jew whose parents had emigrated from Europe. Kruger graduated with a Bachelor of Arts from Harvard University. She earned her law degree from Yale Law School, where she served as editor-in-chief of the Yale Law Journal. She was the first black woman elected to the position. The Jamaican-American worked at various law firms throughout her career. From 2007 to 2013, Kruger was an assistant to the United States Solicitor General and the acting principal deputy solicitor general. She was the first black woman to hold the role. In 2014, Kruger was appointed as associate justice to the California Supreme Court. She became the court's second African-American woman justice following Janice Rogers Brown. At 38, she was the youngest appointee to the court in recent years and the third youngest appointee ever. If she replaces just Stephen Breyer, she will also continue the tradition of the court's Jewish seat. While Justice Ellen Keegan is also Jewish, Breyer sits in a seat historically assigned to a Jew for a large part of the past 100 years. She would also become the third black justice and the sixth woman ever to serve on the Supreme Court. She would also be the first person of Jamaican descent to serve on the U.S. Supreme Court. Other nominees include U.S. Circuit Judge Ketanji Brown-Jackson and U.S. District Judge J. Mitchell Childs. According to the Associated Press, the nomination can be confirmed before Breyer officially retires. Kruger is married to Brian Hawk, who is also a lawyer. The couple has two young children. She was the first member of the California Supreme Court to give birth while serving on the bench. 
The Virgin Islands source reports that the U.S. Virgin Islands Legislature approved a historic bill during Monday's legislative session that provides a financial plan to save the U.S. Virgin Islands Government Employees Retirement System from its anticipated insolvency projected for October 2024. In its fourth revision, the bill's financial plan includes creating a special purpose financing vehicle, an entity created to fulfill a specific task that will be called the Matching Fund Special Purpose Securitization Corporation. Government Employee Retirement System Board of Trustees Chairman Nellam Bowery said, the government will then surrender its rights to all interests on future rum cover over receipts to this newly formed corporation. In doing so, it will allow the issuance of refunding bonds that refund 658 million of remaining public finance authority matching fund bonds. Any matching fund annual rum cover over receipts remaining after paying the debt service on the refunding bonds and contractual obligations will be used to make an annual contribution to the Government Employees Retirement System, Bory added. The bill enables a plan that will provide significant annual contributions to the Government Employee Retirement System of the Virgin Islands, in addition to existing payroll-based employee and employer contributions, enough to fund the currently defined benefits promised to members of the GERS for the foreseeable future, Bowery said. It averts the predicted insolvency and with it the dreaded and scary retiree benefit reduction for the next 30 years. The St. Thomas source reports that the U.S. Virgin Islands could become a major player in international shipping if it allows foreign-owned vessels to register in the territory, according to maritime industry experts. Governor Albert Bryan Jr. is scheduled to meet with the Northeast Maritime Institute, a Massachusetts-based nautical college in Washington, D.C., to explore making the U.S. Virgin Islands an open registry flag state. This would be the first step in making the U.S. Virgin Islands a hub for ocean-going trade globally, a move that Institute researchers said would bolster the global supply chain, improve U.S. security, and ignite countless infrastructure projects and long-term employment prospects in the territory. A report from the Northeast Maritime Institute Center for Ocean Policy and Economic States, Brian signed an agreement in December to plunge ahead with a six-part plan to potentially dramatically reshape the U.S. Virgin Islands economy and global shipping. The first step is allowing the open registry. Globally, 42 countries offer flags of convenience, according to the International Transportation Workers Federation. The list includes Antigua and Barbuda, Bahamas, Barbados, Belize, Bermuda, Cayman Islands, Curaçao, Honduras, Panama, St. Kitts and Nevis, and St. Vincent. Forbes.com reports that the parent of Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Florida 
has completed its 900 million purchase of Puerto Rico's Triple S management, broadening its reach into several new markets. Guidewell Mutual Holding Corporation, parent of Florida Blue, has acquired all the outstanding shares of Triple S management common stock for $36 per share in cash, according to the terms of the deal, which closed Tuesday. Guidewell, a mutual insurer owned by policyholders, is one of the nation's largest health plans now with more than 46 million customers in 45 states and includes Florida Blue, which has more than 5 million health plan members in all 67 of the state's counties. The deal comes as the health insurance industry once again seems poised for a wave of consolidation. In Godwell's case, Triple S opens the door to more expansion in U.S. territories and beyond and enables the combined companies to grow commercial health coverage as well as private Medicare Advantage and Medicaid. Triple S brings to Guidewell more than one million customers in Puerto Rico and the rights to use the Blue Cross Blue Shield name throughout Puerto Rico, the U.S. Virgin Islands, Costa Rica, the British Virgin Islands and Anguilla. The Barbados-based Caribbean Climate Outlook Forum says persistent La Nina patterns is expected to continue across the northwest sections of the region. In its latest Caribbean Climate Outlook newsletter, Karakoff said that for the period of February to April, the La Nina pattern will continue in addition to Aruba, Bonaire, and Curaçao, the ABC Islands, and Belize, where a seasonal rainfall is expected to be the usual or drier. La Nina refers to a cold event and during the La Nina year, winter temperatures are warmer than average in the south and cooler than normal in the north. A higher frequency of wet days and wet spells is forecast for the Eastern Caribbean, where rainfall is expected to be at least as wet or wetter than usual. Karafkov said the end of 2021 stood out in terms of a quiet cessation to the hurricane season, along with dry seasonal rainfall anormalities for much of the Eastern Caribbean. Karakoff said that as of January 1st this year, shorter-term drought has developed in Antigua, Barbados, Western Cuba, Dominican Republic, Haiti, the United States Virgin Islands, Guadeloupe, Guyana, Martinique, St. Lucia, and St. Vincent. Karakoff said that long-term drought at the end of May is evolving Western Cuba, Dominica, Guadeloupe, Martinique, and the U.S. Virgin Islands, and might possibly develop or continue in Antigua, Southern Belize, Dominican Republic, Western Puerto Rico, St. Lucia, St. Vincent, and St. Martin. The Antigua Observer reports that former employees of the Jolly Beach Resort will take to the streets on Thursday to picket the Parliament building of Antigua and Barbuda ahead of the Prime Minister's budget presentation. 
The news was revealed in a recent press release by the union representing the former workers, the Antigua and Barbuda Workers Union. According to the release, the decision was taken on Monday at a meeting held with former employees to discuss their outstanding severance following the hotel's closure in March 2020. The Jolly Beach workers are owed millions of dollars in severance, retroactive payments, vacation pay, unpaid wages, and retirement fund contributions, which were deducted from salaries and withheld from the bank. Deputy General Secretary of the Antigua and Barbuda's Workers Union, Chester Hughes, said the frustrated workers have insisted on intensifying efforts to secure their outstanding severance. In 2021, and again in January of this year, the government articulated its interest in reactivating the property by securing private investors. In a correspondence to the Prime Minister earlier this year, the Antigua and Barbuda Workers Union Deputy General Secretary urged the government to facilitate dialogue with the union pending the sale of the property. Over 500 families have been affected by the closure of the Jolly Beach Resort. St. George's University is thrilled to announce the full return of St. George's University students to its campus in Grenada for in-person learning for the August 2022 term. The decision is possible as the government of Grenada continues to focus on returning to a degree of normalcy across the nation while safeguarding members of the community. We are confident the infection control and vaccination efforts implemented allow for a full return to our campus. Students in the School of Medicine, Veterinary Medicine, Arts and Science and Graduate Studies are required to start the August 2022 term on campus in Grenada. Over the last few months, the university has been able to prepare for the full return of its growing campus community with several expansion and redevelopment projects that will be completed before the August 2022 term. Rihanna and ASAP Rocky are expecting their first child together. The artist took a walk in New York City with Rihanna wearing an outfit showing her baby bump. A source told ET the couple enjoyed keeping the pregnancy a secret for as long as they could, but they're thrilled to be able to share the news with their fans. Rihanna, whose real name is Robin Fenty, is not only a singer, but also a business mogul who became a billionaire at age 33, according to Forbes. She has stakes in her makeup line, Fenty Beauty, and lingerie brand Savage X Fenty. ASAP Rocky, also 33, is a rapper and producer who is a member of the hip-hop collective ASAP Mob. The pair has been dating since 2022, according to ET. And finally, Trinidad and Tobago Newsday reports that Tobago stakeholders support the decision of the Assembly Division's House of Culture, Antiquities and Transportation not to host a physical carnival celebration on the island. On Monday, the National Carnival Commission announced a schedule for a taste of carnival, including Calypso, Extempo, Pan and Mass competitions at safe zones in Trinidad. There will also be a brass concert and carnival history showcase on February 28 and March 1st. The division said, 
A unanimous consensus was reached among the division Tobago Festival Commissions Limited and other carnival stakeholders. The division said, according to the agreement, the organization will focus on restructuring and strengthening the overall festivities and begin preparations for Tobago Carnival 2023. This has been your Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup for Tuesday, February 1st. I'm Keisha Wallace, thanking you for choosing Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup as your source for Caribbean-centered news right here Monday through Friday. Be sure to spread the word to family, friends, and associates. For more Caribbean news stories and information, visit us online at pulseofthecaribbean.com and be sure to like and follow us on Facebook, now Meta.